Welcome to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer, America's Land Auctioneer. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful Saturday morning on the Northern Plains like you do every Saturday morning. Just a reminder, too, if you forget to listen to our show on your favorite radio station, you can also listen to our library of podcasts, either on Apple or Spotify. The best place to find those is go to the Pifers.com website. That's for the Pifers Auctioneer, Pifers Auction and Realty and Land Management. Go to Pifers.com and you can listen to our previous podcasts and radio shows. All kinds of great information from, from guests all over the uh, region over the course of the last couple of years. My guest today is Dan Erdman. He's the marketing program manager for Farm Rescue. How are you doing, Dan? Doing great, Kevin. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Native of the Goodrich, North Dakota area. So glad Dan could be with us. He's going to be talking about Farm Rescue today, one of our fa- most favorite uh, charitable organizations. And, and the work that they do is absolutely incredible. And I think most of you are going to be very, very impressed with the work that Farm Rescue and Dan and his team do over there. So we're going to get into that a little bit. Going to talk about uh, how Farm Rescue uh, became the organization that it is today, what they do exactly, uh, some touching stories he's going to share with us, and then also some of their needs as they serve farm families throughout the entire region in this portion of the United States. Uh, But before we do that, I want to just dive into the Pfeiffer's uh, activity schedule here just a little bit. Uh, the Pfeiffer's Auction and Realty, their auctioneers and farm real estate agents and land managers have been serving farmers and ranchers and farm families and landowners in the region for nearly 25 years, doing an incredible job of selling land and equipment and also managing farmland throughout the region for investors or farm families or whoever it might be that owns farmland that feels they need uh, help and assistance in managing their farmland. But the Pfeiffer's team, as uh, they wind out the, the May schedule and they get into early June, uh, the Pfeiffer team uh, is going to be extraordinarily uh, uh, busy on the road. They're going to be in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, at their new facility just south of Sioux Falls and the wor- at the Worthing exit for the Sioux Falls Construction and Transportation Auction, and that's going to be on May 31st, all kinds of hundreds of construction equipment and semis and transportation equipment at that sale. And then also the team will be in Shields, North Dakota, just south of Mandan a little ways for a live and online auction for a farm retirement auction for Dr. Jill Rowan. And then the team will also be back in South Dakota as they sell a a swine feeding facility in Davison County, South Dakota. Uh, This one here is going to be on June 8th. And then farmland auction in Stark County, 164 acres of exceptional Cropland, and then the team will be moving over into Minnesota for some of the best offerings they're going to have this entire year in Wilkin County in Wolverton Township near Wolverton, North Dakota. 564 acres of exceptional cropland with soil productivity indexes well into the mid 80s and some into the low 90s. Some of the best land you will buy in the entire region, and then also there'll be another 160 acres near Kent, Minnesota, in Wilkin County. And also, there will be a big auction coming up, uh, Lake Metagoshi. Going to be a couple acres on Lake Metagoshi on one of the points, one of the last lots to be developed. And that is just north of Botnum, Lake Metagoshi, as most of you know. It transcends the Canadian border. So some of the lake is in North Dakota and some in Canada, but a 1,500-acre lake. So again, that's going to be an exceptional property 
Then also the team will be back then uh, over in this area in the Roseau County area of Minnesota. Uh, lots of excellent hunting land, 201 acres. And then farm and cropland again, 784 acres in Kidder and Stutzman County. Uh, just touching it. That only gets them to about mid-June, Dan. So there's a lot going on, isn't there? <laughs> that is a lot going on. That's just up to June 20th. And then after that, well, all you need to do is go to the pifers.com schedule and they'll they'll make sure that you have all the information on any land or equipment you uh, would like to potentially purchase. Take a good, hard look at it. Well, folks, like I said earlier, my guest today is Dan Erdman. Uh, he's the marketing program manager for Farm Rescue, uh, helping out farm families uh, who experience a tragedy in their life. And uh, again, it's an organization that steps in and helps get the job done, whether it's planting or harvesting or whatever work it might might be. And they've expanded into a variety of different, st- many different states over the years. So, but anyhow, Dan, uh, thanks for being here. Uh, just give us a little bit of a history, if you don't mind. I know a lot of our listeners have uh, heard of your organization and some have not, but I think a little background might be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to do that. Um, again, we, we've been around since 2006, would be the, the very first uh, assistance case for Farm Rescue. Uh, it was a planning assistant assistance case uh, down in southwest North Dakota. But uh, a few years before that, um, kind of rewinding to, to the history of farm rescue is uh, really one gentleman by the name of Bill Gross. Uh, Bill grew up on a farm and, and ranch around Cleveland, North Dakota, just to the west of Jamestown. And uh, again, growing up, his, his parents, I think, knew at a, at a young age for Bill that it wasn't going to be possible for him to take over the farm. So he was encouraged to, to go on to higher education, and, and Bill went to UND, uh, later became a pilot. And for, for years now, Bill has flown for UPS. So he, his route takes him all over the world. It's, you know, uh, some days I talk to him, he's in Sydney. The next day, he's in Seoul, Korea. So, um, again, a lot of, lot of long flights uh, over the ocean and, and a lot of conversations with co-pilots. And that's kind of where it all started. He was, uh, you know, making small talk with the co-pilot about plans after retirement. And, um, you know, Bill said, when I retire, I want to buy a tractor and I, I just want to go farm to farm and I want to help, you know, family that's going through a difficult time. That's amazing. And that's so a really his, great story. Yeah, yeah. And so his, his co-pilot kind of challenged him then, um, you know, why wait until retirement to do that? And, and that's kind of what, you know, what planted that, <laughs> that initial seed for farm rescue, if you will. Um, it started small. Again, Bill uh, founded it as a 501c3 nonprofit organization in 2005. Then again, our first assistance case in 2006. And I think they helped around 10 families that first year just in North Dakota. And it was really Bill and just a couple other volunteers that, that did all of that work. It was a you know month time of just going from farm to farm with, with sponsored equipment early on from RDO. That, that was a big part of, of getting us launched. And and just support from from other businesses. Bill's showing up saying, this is what I want to do, um, but it takes money to do that. So a lot of folks that are still on board with us 17 years later, you know, sponsors that still believe in what we're doing. Um, and, and like you mentioned, it's really grown a lot since then. Uh, again, started with just planting. Harvest was added soon afterwards. Um, uh, we do baling. We do some commodity hauling, uh, and then also some livestock feeding. We have some sponsored equipment from Haybuster uh, in Jamestown that allows us to do some of that. So we're kind of all over the board and, and helping wherever we can. And, and it's in times of injury, illness, or natural disaster, kind of the three qualifiers for farm rescue assistance. So, so injury, illness, and natural disaster. You got it. Yeah. yeah. You know, looking at your webpage here, uh, just reading this here, the mission of farm rescue, like you said, 
to help farm families and ranchers, ranchers bridge crisis so they have the opportunity to continue their operations. So Farm Rescue provides, like you said, planting, hay and harvesting, commodity hauling, <laughs> and livestock feeding assistance uh, for those three particular uh, areas that you talked about, injury, illness, and then weather. Uh, and here it says you've assisted nearly 1,000 farm and ranch families since our inception in 05. Uh, so again, uh, those, those criteria, uh, and I've heard a lot of these stories, and you see farm rescue uh, pieces of equipment all over the region. You hear about them all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's a lot, of, a lot of these stories, I'm sure, are very tragic. You know, and then we get into the second, third segment. I want you, uh, if you don't mind, just share some of those stories with us. But sure. of the three then, you know, of the injury, illness, and the weather-related, which probably is the most occurring for the farm rescue organization? I think for us, it'd probably be the illness. Mm-hmm. Again, there's a lot of, a lot of folks, uh, you know, going through on ongoing cancer treatments, or it may be a spouse or just someone in the family that's dealing with, with a health issue that that's keeping them from the farm during a very important time of year is usually, uh, I would say uh, a little higher up there as far as the number of cases we get and, and requests that we get or, or folks going through that, that health issue. But uh, again, Farmers and ranchers are, are extremely proud people, so a lot of times those are pretty short notice requests that we get. Uh, you get to a certain point, and and you know it's just not going to be possible. So um, uh, we get an email, we get a phone call, um, or a referral. Again, we we rely very heavily on referrals for that reason because it's not always easy for the farmer to ask themselves uh, for a little bit of help. And um, I, I'd say it's about fifty-fifty that way that between referrals and and the farmer actually contacting us directly. Uh, how we get lined up with with those families in in need of support, and, and it's it's just it's a dangerous profession too. So you see a lot of injuries, um, you know, it falls from from buildings, from equipment, um, uh, and just uh, again the, some of the some of the most dangerous work you can do. So there's there's bound to be some accidents involved. Yeah, I would imagine you know, and again, you know, a lot of us can probably share personal stories, whether it's happened to either one of us individually or family members or friends, and. It, you know, uh, like cancer, for instance, it's, it, it doesn't discriminate. I mean, it's, yeah. it can happen to anybody and it could happen overnight where all of a sudden, you know, you're going to be going into treatments or whatever. So like you said, you know, you, Farm Rescue bridges that gap. So if there's a, there's a big need. Folks, our guest today is Dan Erdman, Marketing Program Manager for Farm Rescue out of the Fargo, North Dakota office. We got a lot to talk about with Dan. I'm sure glad he came in today. Just gives me the chills thinking about all the the great stories that ha- they have and the success stories. Hey, before we take our f- our first break of the morning, I want to again thank all of our friends at Pfeiffer's Auction Realty and Pfeiffer's Farmland Management for sponsoring our show and our podcast every week. They do a great job. In fact, I get to work with the team every day, and nobody does it better than the team at Pfeiffer's. Whether they're selling farmland or equipment or managing farmland, they're as passionate and experienced as anybody in the business. Like I said, nobody does it better. And if you want to get a hold of the team at Pfeiffer's, all you need to do is go to their website at pipers.com, contact their team. They'll give you a free consultation on selling your farmland or your equipment or managing your farmland. And then you can get a hold of their farmland and equipment auctioneers, their farm real estate agents, and their farmland managers. You can also call them at 877-700-4099, or you can email them at info at pipers.com. Folks, you're listening to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer. We'll be right back after this break.
now, one thousand now, another bit now, one now, ten thousand, six hundred now, fifteen hundred now, seventeen hundred. Welcome back to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Piper, America's Land Auctioneer. Joined in studio today by Dan Erdman, Marketing Program Manager for Farm Rescue. Grew up in uh, the Goodrich, North Dakota area. See, well, you understand farming pretty well. I did, yeah. yeah. Dad was a farmer until yeah. I was about a freshman in high school. So I've been yeah. around it all my life. Yeah. And a lot of friends. We were talking off earlier that a lot of friends that, uh, you, that still farm in the area, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yeah. yep. yep. Love so, to see that. So it's good to have that background, too. Um, you know, obviously growing up in that area, and that that's a beautiful part of North Dakota, central North Dakota, as we call it. Uh, very v- diversified farms over there. So yeah. you got a really good feel for what farm and ranch families go through the, the, the good and also the struggles and the challenges too, right? Absolutely. And I, th- I think that's, again, we're a small staff. We have six full-timers and two part-timers to, to kind of oversee things at farm rescue. But I think every single one of them has some type of connection to farming from their childhood, or, you know, it might be a, a grandparent that was in farming too. So uh, again, that's, there's a lot of pride from us too in, in the agricultural industry and, and that's why we're, we do what we do. Well, I certainly appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to be with us here today to tell the farm rescue story. Uh, like I said, I've seen a lot of your equipment over, uh, you know, it's not just one tractor anymore. There's combines <laughs> yeah. and everything else. So all of the donations, all the contributions, the charitable, charitable assistant, uh, I mean, it, it, it does go to a lot of, a lot of great causes. Um, I want to talk uh, just a little bit about, you know, some of the logistics. Okay, so uh, let's. you said uh, somebody can call Farm Rescue if they have a need, but a lot of times it's a referral uh, because like a lot of us in this part of the world, we're pretty independent, we're pretty uh, prideful, and we don't want to ask for help, right? Yep. But there may be somebody where, you know, a lot of times you hear these stories too, uh, where, you know, if there's a, a, a severe illness or if there's a death in the family, uh, you'll see neighbors just rally, and all, next thing you know, there's 15 combines out there taking off the wheat and the barley and the sunflowers, whatever it might be. But uh, but Farm Rescue also has its its role to play, too. Absolutely. And again, it's it's an age-old concept of, you know, neighbors helping neighbors. That's what Farm Rescue is. We just, <clears throat> excuse me, we uh, we bring, you know, volunteers from from all across the country to, to come run the equipment. So we say our neighbors just come from a little further up the road than, that's than the all, ones next door. Yeah. So that's awesome. Um, it's not always possible. Again, we love to, to hear those stories of the neighbors stepping up, the community helping up to, or stepping up to help a, a family in, in a time of crisis. And um, it, it's not always a possibility uh, nowadays, especially there's, there's larger farms, there's smaller windows to get their own crops in and, and they may want to help. And, uh, and, and that's great. Um, we're there to, to ease the burden, not only for the farm family, but for those neighbors and for those community members that, that, that want to take time. But uh, again, it relieves stress when they know Farm Rescue is coming in to, to get them through that season. So it also is a, a collaboration to sometimes of the neighbors too, or there might be where you work together with the neighbors to accomplish this? Yeah. Occasionally, yeah. again, they may say, well, yeah, I have a, a neighbor that's, that's planning to run a combine on this day as well. So yeah, we'll, we'll work right alongside them. Uh, if they're going to show up, it just, it, it helps us get, get things uh, done a little faster and, and move on to the next farm uh, that needs help. You know, so you talked about Mr. Gross's, uh, the beginning, you know, the one tractor idea when he retires from, from flying, uh, being a pilot, which is his career now. Yep. Um, but he wanted to just, you know, buy a tractor and just go out and help people with it. And now all of a sudden it's gotten into this, this big charitable organization, uh, that, that serves a lot of families and nearly a thousand farm and ranch families. So, um, you, you have a lot of equipment, I'm assuming, and you have a lot of equipment needs. Yeah, I, again, I don't think Bill could have ever imagined just how much this would grow when he when he first started Farm Rescue. 
Um, again, over the years, thanks to donations, thanks to a lot of grant writing and capital campaigns, like a lot of nonprofits, we've been able to, to purchase a lot of our own equipment. Um, but we have great sponsorships too. Again, John Deere, even from the corporate level, has been a tremendous sponsor of ours over the last few years, uh, sponsoring you know combines for a certain number of engine hours. Uh, and we work with a lot of local John Deere dealers to, to source those. So uh, again, we've, we're up to eight states now. Again, started in North Dakota. Uh, we're now into South Dakota, Montana, Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, and as of this year, Illinois. So eight states total, and, and we work with a lot of those local dealers to, to kind of spread those machines out because uh, that helps with the logistics too, especially during those busy times of year uh, during the harvest season. Uh, we know that this combine is going to be closer to, you know, in the Sloan implement in, in Illinois or, you know, acres in, in Nebraska. They're just different uh, local dealers that have been a huge help to us. But, uh, but again, it's, it's kind of that combination of purchased equipment um, and then sponsored equipment to help us cover all those areas that we need to. And, and like I said, you have volunteers that uh, will volunteer to run this equipment. So it's kind of important, too, to have a have an understanding that the volunteers have an understanding of this equipment. Cause a lot of this equipment, I mean, combines today are pretty expensive. Yeah. Now you're not probably buying a half a million dollar combine or getting use of one, but you may have a $200,000 combine or whatever it might be. But um, you're going to want somebody that's uh, very versed at it. Very a good operator. One that understands it. Hey, yeah. when to grease it and where to grease it and all <laughs> those kind of things and maintain it yeah. properly, preventive care, right. And that type of thing. So again, I think it's really important, but I would, is it hard to find the, you know, you have the equipment, is it hard to find volunteers? Are they usually available? Yeah, it, it, it's been great actually the last few years. And, and there's always people that are, that are signing up, uh, you know, I would say on a daily basis, we get, uh, you know, new volunteers signing up that, that want to come out and do this. And unfortunately, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but, um, we, we can't get everyone to, you know, out here to do this, uh, every year. It's probably, two to 300 volunteers that we can utilize on an annual basis. And we've had, you know, well over a thousand that have signed up over the years. And again, 49 different States, I think that, that they've amazing. signed up from. So, uh, but like you said, it's, it's kind of, um, fitting a specific talent level too, I guess we should say, uh, not anyone can come out and, and run that S790 combine or that eight R 410 tractor. Um, again, do you have you to get, do three, do you go through a little bit of screening process absolutely. on that? I'm sure yeah. you do. Because so when a, when a volunteer signs up, they let us know kind of what their level of comfortable, uh, you know, comfortability is uh, with, exactly. with that type of equipment. Yep. And, um, we have, you know, we've been blessed to have such long-term volunteers. Uh, I was just out with a, a gentleman that that's been doing this for 13 years and he comes up probably seven weeks, uh, <laughs> in the spring, and then seven weeks again in the fall. And so Amazing. it's an, yeah. an incredible, you know, gift to us and, and the families that we're serving, but it's just very knowledgeable. And so we're going to pair that type of volunteer with, with a newcomer so that, you know, it, it creates longevity for us too. So. Well, versus too, if you, you know, let's say for instance, livestock. So whether you're in, in cattle or swine or whatever it might be, I mean, if, uh, let's say if a farm family had a need during calving season, it'd be very important to have somebody that fully understands what needs to be done done during calving? You know, we recently were out at the Jacobson farm for calving. We went out there for a full day and, and, uh, you know, you know, they didn't need our help, but we went out there to help them. And, and we learned a little bit more too. And, and uh, the whole process of everything. But it, I, I would say in an instance like that, it's very important that you have somebody that has knowledge of it yeah. versus somebody who, you know, maybe had a career farming, but never, never had cattle. Absolutely. And again, we, there's certain things we, we haven't gotten into to calving yet just because there's, there's so much liability along with that. And, and we don't want to create more of a burden for some of those families. So 
yeah, we'll we'll come in and, and feed the livestock, but uh, haven't quite gotten into the the realm of calving just for that reason because it's it's such a touchy touchy thing. Well, yeah, a lot of, you know a lot of things that could go wrong. There's a you know a little bit more risk there exactly. too. You know, both to to the cattle them, themselves and then the individuals. So I could see that, but yeah, and, and different crops too, different specialty crops, whether it's potatoes or sugar beets yeah. or the cereal grains or corn or soybeans, whatever it might be. Uh, you know, and some people are better at uh, you know I know like when I was a kid. Um, you know, we just did all the cultivating. Our dad, he did all the seeding, and that we all did the the harvest work. Though we all got mm-hmm. in on that, but we all had our role to play. It seemed like in the planting time, the the old man, the boss, he wanted to make sure everything got planted right. You so bet. You then bet. hired, then relied on the kids to get the rest of it done. <laughs> Folks, uh, Dan Erdman's with us, marketing program manager for Farm Rescue. And we're going to talk about a couple of great stories they have to share and then also how you can help Farm Rescue. But before we do that and before we take our break, I want to thank all of our friends at Pfeiffer's Auction Realty and Pfeiffer's Farmland Management for sponsoring our show and our podcast every week. Nobody does it better than the team at Pfeiffer's, whether they're selling land or equipment or managing farmland. In fact, if you want a free consultation, all you need to do is contact their team, go to their webpage at Pfeiffer's.com, and get a hold of their farmland and equipment auctioneers and their farmland managers, and they'll give you a free consultation on all of the needs that you may have to help you out in achieving your objectives. You can reach them at 877-700-4099, or you can email them at info at pifers.com. Folks, Dan Erdman's with us with Farm Rescue. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer, America's Land Auctioneer. We'll be right back after this break. And here now, I'm gonna do now, I'm gonna bet on here now, who bet five hundred thousand dollars? Five hundred dollars, and fifty thousand dollars here now, six hundred thousand. Welcome back to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer, America's Land Auctioneer, joined in studio today by the marketing program manager for Farm Rescue, Dan Erdman, originally from Goodrich, North Dakota. Um, now day in and day out, doing all he can to help farm families, whether they're suffering through a major injury or illness or natural disaster, or could even be a death, I guess, in the family too, right? Or, yeah, yeah. Again, usually it's injury, illness, natural disasters yeah. are kind of the three qualifiers. Yeah. It gets tricky with, yeah. with deaths just yeah. because of land ownership and succession and things like that. I suppose, so, yeah. But again, we appreciate you coming on board yeah. to tell the story about Farm Rescue. A lot of people hear about it. Uh, again, just incredible work. I mean, just because you think about, you know, you know, farm life, there, there's a got a lot of good things when it comes to farming and ranching across America. I, I mean, it is a great profession, but the challenges and the risk associated with it, uh, even this spring, I mean, you, you think about people trying to get farmers trying to get their crop in and they're calving during snowstorms and whatever it might be, all types of risk. And, you know, and it, it is a very dangerous profession, obviously. And, you know, maybe it gets a little bit better as we all learn more. We have better machinery and better tools available to all of us, whatever it might be. But, but again, uh, you know, to be able to have an organization like Farm Rescue to come in and be able to help out a little bit. Um, before we forget, let's let's talk first of all about, you're going to be with us the last segment too, and we'll plug it again at sure. the end. But what's the best way for people to learn more about Farm Rescue and also if they want to donate or give yeah. anything, whatever resource it may be? I, I will say our website is really a kind of a one-stop shop for all things Farm Rescue. If you're you feel called to to donate uh, again uh, everything we do is based on the generosity of others 
Uh, you can do that right through our website. It's farmrescue.org. If you own a business and, and you'd like to become a sponsor and, and support us that way, there's information on the website there as well. Um, and I talked about referrals. Again, that's a big part of what we do. Um, if you know of a, a friend or neighbor, loved one that is going through, a, again, an injury, illness, or natural disaster and, and could use a little help with, with the planting season, with haying season, harvest, whatever it may be, um, you can refer them right there through our website as well, farmrescue.org. Or sign up to be a volunteer. We're always looking for more people to, to kind of serve as our boots on the ground. And, and especially coming up on uh, harvest season later on, we're going to be asking a lot of those volunteers. And, and uh, a lot of those, we, we hope to have a lot of CDL drivers. That's uh, kind of a requirement to, to be on those crews. So if, if you feel called to, to sign up and, and serve in the field, we'd love to have you. Again, farmrescue.org. You know, it's interesting. Um, I, I recognize a lot of your sponsors. I look on your webpage here, and, of course, yep. I see them in a lot of your advertising and everything. But, yeah, a lot of, um, lot of incredible companies throughout the region that have, that have supported the Farm Rescue Organization, obviously, and, and uh, not not just because they have a financial stake in American agriculture, yep. but they want to help too. And I think Absolutely. that's really important. And you have companies and individuals that give year in and year out. We do. Again, it's it's an annual thing, and it again, you can look at the the different sponsor levels. It's everything from you know thousand dollars a year all the way up to it might be two hundred and fifty thousand from a, a grant or uh, again just a one of those worldwide companies that uh, that can see the impact being made of of what's being done through farm rescue and just the importance of, of helping, um, you know, American farm families. And that's what we're all about. You know, it's interesting, uh, you know, what goes on out there. And, and, and I know we talked off here just a little bit. Um, I've heard some of the stories over the years about the work that farm rescue has done, but I'm sure you have hundreds of stories you could share with us. But uh, as you think about it, are there two or three that kind of stay with you and, and, and give you a pretty good feeling? Yeah, for sure. Again, you, there, there's a lot of heart you know, heartbreaking circumstances, unfortunately, in what we do. And, and, and those are really the ones that, that kind of stick with you when you're, you're visiting with those farm families. And, um, again, just this spring, we, we started a little earlier than, than normal down in Iowa and in Illinois, we're brand new to Illinois. Um, but some farms down there that were, were hit by some tornadoes on, on March 31st. Um, the, the one that I, uh, visited, it was three farmsteads that worked together. It's a father and son, and then there's there's an uncle in the mix too. Two of those three farmsteads were completely leveled by an EF4 tornado. It's just the path that it took and, and the other sustained you know some minor damage, thankfully. Um, hog operation, beef cattle, um, and it pretty much took everything they had. Um, and just to just to see the the heartbreak in, in the faces of those families and uh, just know how much was lost because it's you know, it's it's decades, it's it's centuries in their case of, of building what they had, and to lose it in just a matter of minutes is um, is, is hard to fathom. And so, uh, it, it, in in true farmer rancher fashion, it's we're right back at it. You know, but how do we pick up the pieces? We're you know, it's not a woe is me attitude. It's what do we need to do to get this back up and running? Because there's no other choice. And so, now, in an instance like that, would, did they call Farm Rescue or somebody refer them? And they were actually a referral. So, okay. again, a lot of times it's it's someone in the community that knows what we do. Um, and, and they knew that, you know, a lot of their, their equipment was inoperable. Um, thankfully, I think they still had a corn planter that, that, that could still be used, but they had a lot of soybeans to get in the ground and and there's still a lot of debris in the field, to be honest. Uh, so, you know, we had a team of volunteers that, that came down, uh, helped clear the fields first and foremost a little bit, and then they did some tillage work ahead of some soybean planting for them. So, again, it's it's tangible support. We're not handing money over to anyone. It's 
you know, we call it a hand up, not a handout for that reason. We're, we're uh, getting them through hopefully just that, that singular crisis and, and hopefully get them ready for the next season. Yeah, I would imagine, you know, like, like you say, a hand up, not a, not a hand out, right? So that's what you're Correct. saying. So, again, it's, it's tangible support. You're actually boots on the ground trying to get it done. And it's, in a case like that, I would imagine a lot of cleanup work, but yet the crop needed to be in too. I mean, so, yeah. and then it was a hog operation. You got all the livestock to deal with. You got a lot of different things to deal with, a lot of components there. Lost fencing, yeah, it was, yeah. It a, was t- a disaster. A tough deal, you know, you think about it, like you had said, and you said it very well. Uh, you know, you spend uh, generations, uh, you know, generation after generation building this operation and, yeah. you know, it's gone in a couple of minutes. So that's that's a great story to tell. And, you know, and again, a referral uh, type situation there. But I, have you had a chance to check back with them over the last couple of weeks, see how they're doing? Well, yeah, well, you know, they, they were down there for uh, a little over a week and a half, I think. And then we helped another family, um, you know, a few miles away that uh, that needed some help with, with soybeans as well. So, um, you know, I, I haven't checked back in with them yet. They yeah. they were real busy when we were there. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, again, a lot on their yeah. plate. So I, I just the that you can see a, the burden that's lifted. It might be a small burden um, of, of being able to get the the beans in the ground, but um, you can you can just see the the relief on their face when they when they're talking about what Farm Rescue is doing for their operation. Yeah, that's that's a that's an incredible story. Uh, you know, obviously in a situation like that, sometimes you know, there may be inadequate insurance too so again and, and again it's just the labor too and finding the labor now yeah because really when you think about it you know i talked to a lot of farmer and rancher friends of mine and and again uh, you know that's been one of the challenge over the course even since covid really you know the the finding the the staff the labor and the qualified labor you exactly. know when you think about it it's, it's not only hitting chip manufacturers or retailers but uh, the farm and ranch communities, uh, that's, that's been a challenge too. Absolutely. Yep. It's, especially in the, in the real rural areas You're, you know, hired help is really hard to come by. And like you said, qualified hired help is, is even harder to come by. So, um, again, we're, we're there to, to hopefully ease that burden and give them another option to, to get through that season. They don't have to necessarily try to get that, that hired out or, or hire a custom crew to come in and do it. So now when, when Farm Rescue goes out into a situation like that or any other situation, uh, is, and, and there's probably a team of Farm Rescue volunteers, whatever, is, there, is there always one point person that kind of uh, coordinates all of that? Yep, yep. We always have a team lead. Um, and again, depending on what the, the operation is, again, if, you're, if we're just out uh, helping with a, a haying operation, we bring a tractor and a baler, a lot of times that might be one or two volunteers. But like a harvest case, uh, we, we may show up with, uh, one of our grain trucks and a, and a combine, we might have another running the, the farmer's grain cart or, you know, a truck into town, truck into, a, you know, just an elevator uh, on the farm or a, a bin on the farm. So, again, it kind of varies by what we're doing, how many how many volunteers we're going to have at that case. But there's always that that point person, the the team lead that that really coordinates things. And it's a lot of times it's it's always those volunteers that are that have been with us for for a long time that that know how how things work and. And the one thing that, that we really take pride in and I think has, you know, allowed us to be successful for 17 years doing this is that our volunteers will not come in and tell a farmer how they think something should be done. They want to come in and do it exactly the same way that they would do it if they could. And so that's, that's really, I think, what uh, has, has allowed us to be, you know, be here as long as we have. You know, and I, I was because I was going to bring that up too a little bit. I would imagine that this team lead, uh, has to have a variety of, of different uh, talents, not only the understanding of farming, 
and agriculture and what needs to be done. Uh, but also, uh, they have to be a listener, and they have to be yeah. somebody that is empathetic, uh, but yet uh, willing to listen and take and take control and, and get this this project done. Uh, but also keep the family abreast of what's going on too. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of times it's, you know, the farmer may not be there on site, so they might be dealing with with someone who doesn't have direct knowledge of, of how the back 40 should be planted or, you know, just uh, that type of information. So uh, you got to be proactive in that role. And, and again, they're, they're coming into some pretty tough circumstances in a lot of cases. So uh, yeah, they're just uh, heart of gold, <laughs> all the volunteers. We have I can't say it enough. We have the best volunteers in the world. That's awesome. Yeah, I got it. And I can believe it. Dan Erdman with uh, Farm Rescue. He's the marketing program manager. Been with him for, what, six years now? Yep. So appreciate you coming in. He's agreed to stick around for the final segment today. So before we take a break again, I want to thank all the Pipefers team for sponsoring our our radio show and our podcast every Saturday. Our show is uh, broadcast in your favorite radio station, seven radio stations throughout the region. And also all of our podcasts on Apple and Spotify. If you want to get a hold of the Pfeiffer's team, whether it's their farmland managers or their farm real estate agents or their land and equipment auctioneers, all you need to do is call them toll-free, 877-700-4099, or you can email them at info at Pfeiffer's.com. Nobody, nobody does it better than the team at Pfeiffer's. I know I get the chance to work with them every single day, and it's a great team, 50-plus team members there. Uh, willing to help you out, whether it's selling your land or equipment or managing your farmland. Folks, you've been listening to America's Land Auctioneer, Dan Erdman, Marketing Program Manager, Farm Rescue with us. He's going to stick around for the final break. Again, it's Kevin Pfeiffer, America's Land Auctioneer. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer, America's Land Auctioneer. In studio with me today, Dan Erdman, the Marketing Program Manager of Farm Rescue. Appreciate him taking time out to be with us today. He's been with Farm Rescue now for six years. That organization helps farm families throughout the region. In fact, uh, nobody does it better on that side of the equation than this group here. I tell you what, I see them all over the region. Uh, they're growing into a lot of different states, and including this past year now, the state of Illinois. So, again, what an incredible organization based out of Fargo, North Dakota. And Dan's going to tell another uh, story, another testimonial on, on the organization here in a little bit. Uh, just wanted to give you a heads up again. The Pfeiffer's team now heading out here shortly in the next couple of weeks here. They're going to be all over North and South Dakota, Montana, Wisconsin, selling farm land and equipment. And I don't can't get into all of the items that they're going to be selling, thousands and thousands of acres of farmland throughout the region and also farm equipment retirement auctions in North Dakota, South Dakota, and Minnesota. So all you really need to do is just get into the website at pifers.com. Uh, it's important to do it right. Don't do it fast if you're selling your land or equipment. Make, make sure you do it right. Make sure you ask all the right questions, whether it's about capital gain tax, deferring capital gain tax, or whatever it might be. And make sure that you contact the Pifers team because they're very well-versed in all of that. Uh, they take the time that is necessary to make sure that that part of the equation is covered as well. And at least, if nothing else, that it is addressed in this whole equation. 
So, Dan, again, I want to thank you for being here today. Uh, great Thanks insight. Yeah, you bet, Dan. Great insight to what's going on at, at Farm Rescue. You know, you talked about the story recently in Illinois. Um, I'd like to listen to 10, 15 stories or more, and, and, and there's thousands that you can listen to. But uh, do you have time to share one more story with us that you kind of yeah. sticks in your mind a little bit? Yeah, again, there's there's a lot of families that, uh, that you know, those stories really stick with you over the years. And, and one that I go back to because I think it really – um, it really shows that that accidents happen to to anyone, you know, no matter how careful you're being, sometimes it just happens. Um, it was, you know, back a few years ago, uh, we're pulling up on our thousandth assisted family real soon here. This would have been our actually our 500th assisted family. So uh, it's been a few years since since we were there uh, and, and it was a hay hauling case, bringing some some cattle feed to this operation. Um, it was a gentleman that uh, he was doing some maintenance work on his baler, just getting it ready for the year and um, got his arm in, you know, tangled in the gears, uh, had, had a glove on that pulled him in and um, stuck in that machine for 45 minutes before he, wow. he realized he had to free himself. He didn't have his phone on him. He had an eight-month pregnant wife in the house. And so it was you know, one of those where he was more worried about her walking in on that than, than he was about himself. So again, don't even want to think about what, what that entailed to, to get out of that machine. But um, you know, put a tourniquet on, made his way to the house and calmly told his wife that she needs to call the ambulance. Yeah, um, so again, a loss of limb again, uh, what was truly amazing and what always sticks with me about that family is he is one of the most upbeat people I've ever met in my life. Again, mm-hmm. it's never that, that what was me attitude. Uh, he said silver lining was, it wasn't my dominant hand. So, uh, <laughs> you know, he can still do a lot of what he was already doing. And he's and still farming and ranching. Still yeah. farming and ranching. Yep. Yeah. Um, a pretty big cattle operation, uh, down in South central North Dakota. Um, but what really got me was he, he actually taught farm safety. Wow. So again, it's, it, it goes to show you that this, this can truly happen to anyone and, and you should never be ashamed to, to reach out and, and ask for a little bit of help from farm rescue. And like I said, we're going to come in and we're going to, we're going to try to do it exactly the same way that you would do it. And quick, these things can happen quickly too. And they happen in an instant, you know, whether it's a, an accident on the highway or a farm accident, just within a second, you it bet. can happen. Yep. Yeah, and I would imagine even for him it was startling. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I think, yeah, PTO shafts, augers, uh, just there's there's a lot of danger out there on the farm, and, uh, and you know, a lot of accidents do happen, unfortunately. We And we take a lot of it for granted. We, we really do. That. It's not going to happen to me. I'm being careful, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden it does happen. And it is a dangerous profession. We talked about that. You know, we only have a couple of minutes left, Dan, and you've been a great guest today. I appreciate you being here, and I'd like to have you back again someday. But what, what are some of the greatest needs that Farm Rescue has today? Sure. And again, we're a nonprofit, and I think any nonprofit is going to tell you that funding goes a long way for us. So uh, again, donations, um, business sponsorships. Uh, we do a lot of grant writing for that reason too. Uh, but uh, again, any anyone can can donate to to a cause, and and it's going to help someone in your community. And uh, and so we're always uh, always looking for for more uh, funding and, and donation dollars and. Uh, like I said, we're a small staff, and we do a really good job of of stretching every dollar to its limits. And so that's that's a big help to us. But um, you know, we have a, a tractor fundraiser that's also going on right now through the end of the year. And what's kind of unique about that is if you donate five hundred dollars, you can get your name on that tractor. And we've had a lot of people that have donated to that. So it'll be kind of a cool thing when we have that reveal and and see all those people that made that machine possible to to kind of add to our fleet and and support families during the planning season. 
Yeah, that's incredible when you think about it. All the people that have been donating to Farm Rescue since you started and, and the continued support, not just given one time, but year in and year Absolutely. out. I'm sure you have people that have given since you started. We, we yeah. do. And again, uh, people that are that are set up for those monthly donations. So uh, again, it's, it's a big part of what we do. And uh, we just thank you know each and every person that has that has supported Farm Rescue in our efforts. How about giving commodities, or if somebody wanted to haul in a, a semi load of wheat or something, can they do that? Yeah, we've again we've kind of looked into yeah. that more and more. We're actually yeah. in the process of adding something like that to our website soon because yeah. we had you know a, a family from the past that that did just that yeah. you know through through Cargill I think it was. So yeah. Uh, again, yeah, something that we're we're trying to set up and uh, it definitely makes sense for <laughs> for what we're doing. Or if somebody has uh, some stock they wanna they wanna you know give and they they can donate the stock so they don't have to experience the capital gain, give a, give the yeah. stock to the farm rescue. And there's probably a lot of different ways they can give Absolutely. financially. Yep. And again, you can, yeah. a lot of that's on our website too, just uh, other options and in, in giving, it doesn't have to be an outright, you know, check that you're cutting or, uh, you know, just a donation online. There's a lot of different ways that you can give to farm rescue. So did you ever think this would be your career? Not really. <laughs> no, again, I, <laughs> I grew up uh, trying to help on dad's farm, but it's, it's one of those that, um, and that's why it's always been close to my heart because my dad couldn't make it work. Yeah. And, and that's the story for a lot of families out there. And so um, that's kind of my driving force uh, when I wake up in the morning is just helping those other families make it through and, and keep doing what they love to do long term. Well, and you seem to really enjoy it. So you must be enjoying every bit of it. Yeah, a lot uh, of pride in, yeah. in what we do at Farm Rescue. Yeah, and, and uh, a staff of six. So you got a great staff you work with day yeah. in and day out. It's Yeah, it's a it's, you know tight-knit group. We're not all here and in the Fargo Horace area. So, um, you know, we, we're, we're pretty spread out just like our volunteers and, and, and we have to be that way now just with, uh, the, the larger, uh, surface area that we're covering with, uh, with farm rescue and these assistance services. So we only got a couple, a uh, couple of minutes, Dan, uh, give our listeners, uh, uh, again, an opportunity. How can they get a hold of you? Uh, email, yeah. phone numbers, website. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, again, farmrescue.org. Our website has uh, a lot of great information uh, about what we do if you have any questions about how it actually works. Um, you know, there's there's stories on there of the, the families that we help. That's a big part of uh, of my job is just getting out and, and being able to interview some of those folks and, and put those those testimonials on, on video and, and share those with, with all the people that, that donate to us so they can see where their money's going and the impact that's making. So, uh, again, farmrescue.org, check out, uh, check out those videos, um, but you can donate, you can sign up to volunteer and, and uh, uh, sign up for assistance. If you are a family that's going through a difficult time as a result of injury, illness, or natural disaster, you can sign up again right there through the website, farmrescue.org, or refer a family that, that you know of that's going through a difficult time. Well, thank you again for being here. Appreciate it very much. Actually, thank you, Kevin. Yep, and thanks for the hat. I'm going to wear it tomorrow Absolutely. at my auction, so I'm definitely <laughs> going to wear it. So, again, Dan Erdman, he's the marketing program manager with Farm Rescue out of Fargo, North Dakota. So again, appreciate Dan being here. Folks, uh, before we sign off today, I want to thank all of our friends at Pfeiffer's Auction and Realty and Pfeiffer's Farmland Management for sponsoring our show every Saturday morning and all of our podcasts on Apple and Spotify. The team at Pfeiffer's, their farmland managers, their farm real estate agents, their land and equipment auctioneers, nobody does it better than the team at Pfeiffer's. Nobody. They're awesome to work with. I think you would enjoy the opportunity. In fact, they'll give you a free consultation and all you have to do is go to their website, contact any of their team members, or you can call them toll free 877-700-4099, or you can email the Pfeiffer's team at info at Pfeiffer's.com. 
Folks, you're listening to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer. We'll look forward to being with you again next week. I'm a thousand dollar bid now one 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 bid here now digging digging a thousand dollar bid now nine hundred dollar here now one.